If they, if they come up to me, I want to call them the fuck <laughs> Okay, we're recording. Welcome to Welcome the stage. Welcome to Comedy Here Often. Let's bring out Ryan Williams. What do you say? Yeah. Let's bring him out. I think it's time. What's up? Hello, everyone. What a festive shirt. Thank you. It's festive times. Do your listeners know that we are recording this less than, uh, yeah, what is this, less than one week from the American election? I can't wait. I know. Yeah. I'm very excited. I can see why you're wearing that shirt now. These are the this, these this is it. Look at these happy faces. It's not. It's not I don't think. Uh, come on, Matt. Now, come on. <laughs> Anyone who's ever read a book ever knows. Not thing. You can't let the evil people have all the guns. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's true. You gotta give good them people out. guns. Also, I That's say. That's what I've been saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of this time. Good people are more into archery. I think. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to do too well against the rising of fa- the rise of fascism. <laughs> what do you I mean, particular there's a famous photograph of the Nazis invading Poland and there's like the blitzkrieg is happening and all this this horrible great start to the podcast yeah, for fun wise. Really, um, and there's a man with a sword just like fuck. <laughs> See, you look like a party animal. Yeah. But this isn't a party. Yeah, I party. I party for freedom. <laughs> Name of the episode. Name I, of party, the episode. I party for goddamn human rights. That's what I party for. That's what love I it. fucking party for. I love that. It's a good reason to party. That. Okay, so uh, off the top. Okay, so you want you want me to come and tell stories? Take us where you want to go, Ryan. Okay, we're along for the ride. I've, I lived with Joey Camiso for a year. Past Joey! guest Joey Camiso. Oh! And it blew my mind. For years, I've been telling a story where I've been fucking up his friend's name. <laughs> because it, I, and in my brain, his name is a better name. He's like Ryan. Ronnie Rabazzo, but I found out it was Ronnie Razzo. Ryan. Oh. His name is Ronnie Razzo. <laughs> his name's Ronnie Razzo, not Ronnie Rabazzo. <laughs> So I live with Joey and this is a fun, he comes, he's on the phone and he's talking to his brother, Rocky. (laughs) I love that Joey's brother's name is Rocky. His name is Rocky? Rocky Camiso from Woodbridge, Ontario. Our family's in the grocery business. (laughs) And also Joey's childhood hero is Rocky. So he yeah, it's the ultimate crushed. betrayal by his parents on yeah. a Shakespearean level. <laughs> <laughs> the dawn of the lawn, Joey Camiso comes in. Dawn of the dawn lawn. Of the lawn. <laughs> so I'm learning a, a life moment through this conversation, and this is him talking to his brother. He's like, "Okay, so we're uh, we're at an Earl's." This is him telling his brother why, how, and why he broke up with his girlfriend. <laughs> he goes, "Okay, so." We're at an Earl's, not a nice Earl's. <laughs> We're in the industrial part of Burnaby. I'm right by the bowling alley. Anyways, I know that Earl's. She tells me to take my hat off. No, I'm not going to take my fucking hat off. I just got back from the therapist. <laughs> what? Hey, you dumped her ass. No, I'm not going to take my hat off. I just got back from the fucking therapist. Oh. <laughs> My yeah. heart. I love. Then, then he wanted her to move because she was on his route, his route that he liked to drive. Like no. I shouldn't have to t- change my route. She <laughs> shouldn't have to 
to move. It's so complicated. Yeah. Joey's so emotional and so complicated. Also, Joey, if you're watching this, I was, I didn't on the past podcast, he insinuated that I left the room because he was bombing. No. It is because there is a ghoul in the room. There's a lot of comedy ghouls. And uh, yeah, I got to, I can't be about that energy. So I left. Yuck is haunted. Feel that. Was this at, no, it wasn't at Yuck Yucks. Oh, okay. We don't yeah. like those chunky ghouls. Yeah, that's a Dan Duval <laughs> reference who's in the room and you two enjoy that. Um, okay, so if, if someone's in the room when you're doing stand-up, you want to leave. You don't want to hang out after? What? No, there's just like, it's just, there's like these ghoulish specters that are like, mm. they just, they uh, yeah, there'll be open, you, when you see someone from the open mic world, like not at an open mic and they're just there watching the show, mm. like always in the back of your head, there's like a 5% chance that there is an automatic weapon in one of their bags. <laughs> And they're here to get just pure retribution on everyone who has denied them. Well, how dare you not laugh at their super hilarious material? Yeah. Uh, I, I love that from going to Sevens, which is an open mic in town, just seeing comedians be unsupportive of other comedians who are on stage. It's just quiet. Everyone has their little notepad out. They're not supporting each other. The person on stage is just fully bombing. <laughs> No one likes it. I don't know why anyone went. Yeah, not everyone's gonna make it. Um, <laughs> obviously, you never want to be like unnecessarily like cruel to someone. But yeah, like yeah, open mics suck. They suck to watch. It's fun when like someone is new and they're like funny and they have like a positive energy. But like yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I I need to do a goddamn fucking seance for all the ghouls. <laughs> And as you like do it more and more, you're just like certain things and you don't want to judge people, but you do judge people, unfortunately. And if they hit, tick a couple of boxes about previous people that your experience has taught you to steer clear of, you're like, you put up, you put up these walls, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I've gained 35 pounds (laughs) since the pandemic has started. I get, I weigh, I weigh 258 right now. Really? It's disgusting. I I hate myself. I love you. Yeah, thanks. I love yourself. Gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I love yourself today, not like yesterday. It's a Biff Naked reference, if anybody was wondering. Love that. Yeah. Um, I don't get it, man. But you know what? I'm yeah, going to be cool. Football. I'm calm. I'm going to be okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think we rock Biff Naked before the game? Boy! <laughs> Please you don't think me. we're playing some Sun 41, son? Please call me. It's a fucking all white, like all, let's say, uh, I, when you have the amount of people of color like on your hand on your football team, like, yeah, yeah it's not, it's like a lot of. Uh, so you're, you're a sensitive <laughs> boy like me. Was it tough to be on football teams with uh, a bunch of alpha males? No, they're Canadian football teams. Oh, by the way, all the like, all the, all the, a lot of people they take their perception of the world like from American media. Yeah. So people assume like all football players are like dudes like wearing Letterman jackets and like living in because all of these Sounds teen movies right. are like shot in Eastern America where they all have <laughs> pillars on the front of their houses. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever know someone with a a fucking <laughs> column going up the front <laughs> of their house? Multiple columns. But I also don't know any football players. So that could be true. Yeah, because all I've seen is the program, Ryan. The what's the? Uh, oh yeah, that I we would I would unironically cro- quote that movie. The program rules. place at I the table, starting is. defense. A, all I know is it's a football movie where a guy painted his face like a skeleton and <laughs> yeah. then tackled people. So tackled oh. people. I'm in. Yeah, it's a Into very it. it's a very uh, corny 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 movie, but I believe Halle Berry's in it. She is in it. Also. I mean, maybe oh. that's corny, but my favorite movie of all time is White Man Can't Jump. So, 
I haven't seen any of these movies. Not into sports biopics. Apparently not. I really, I really like Space Jam though. Space. That's a, that's a good sports biopic. Very accurate. Yeah, it's very, very true to life. Ryan, tell us why the CFL is far superior to the NFL. That's like a loaded question. It is not. I hear that's your opinion, so I want to know why. No one. I've never said that. That is my opinion. Ever. Someone told me that. You need to find. Are that you person. telling me hearsay is inaccurate for the first time? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying it's a different game. So it's like it's a unique. Th- it's a unique game. It's really fun having multiple players in motion. Is fun. The wider field is uh, is fun. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. The Canadian game itself is a, is a specifically fun game, but because again, we're inundated with like American media and stuff, every other sports league, except maybe the NBA as well. Like people shit on the G league quite a bit, actually, I would say, but every other one, like the minors is the minors. Like the, no, no one's like actively shitting on the AHL, maybe a little (laughs) bit on the ECHL, maybe a little bit of that, Mm -hmm. but no one's like no one's like actively shitting on Finnish hockey. Like that's, that's not a thing. And uh, yeah, that, uh, that definitely happens in the CFL. Um, there's been a lot of, I mean, there was two teams that had the same name when there was only seven teams in the league. I mean, that's cartoonish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but now they're called the Edmonton football team, right? What? Didn't the Ed- Edmonton really? Eskimos change their name recently? The I mean, you're going to drop team? the Eastler. That's fine. This is your podcast. You can do, I believe, in free speech. Sorry. But, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or the camera used- Yeah. Uh, no, uh, yeah, it was the uh, Ottawa Rough Riders and the uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Mm, yeah, no, mm. the CFL it sucks. It probably will never come back. I'll be honest. Like, you don't think so? Well, I don't. I don't think this season's. I don't. I don't think. Haven't you felt like this whole experience is very much, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I will say coronavirus is all liberal bullshit. Um, (laughs) It's just all made up liberal bullshit. Um, But like, it just feels very much like, uh, because remember like we in, uh, in, in, in April, people are like, there'll be a vaccine. Like it's very much, I've heard people on the internet draw the comparison of it's very much like world war one where it was like, we'll be home by Christmas boys. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and that's not the case. So I think they're the CFL summer season. Like they, they play in the summertime. The summer is only six months away. And I think missing two seasons will, uh, will okay. bankrupt uh, that league. And then it'll just, or it'll just be three teams. It'll be four teams. It'll be the Edmonton football team, the Calgary Stampeders, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Cause the three, the league has been on it's, I went to a Grey Cup, uh, just hammer drunk and on an edible uh, with tickets at like the 55 yard line. And it was interesting to see the demographic of fans. Not a lot of young bucks in the crowd. Yeah. It's very much like an aging league. And in the three biggest cities in Canada, like it's been declining like so, so hard. And the way free agency works in the CFL, people are just always going to different teams more than before. So the mm-hmm. star power is less. Um, yeah, I mean, if you haven't turned the podcast off by now, mm. we can talk about something <laughs> else. But I've never said the CFL is a superior league to the NFL. But uh, yeah, it's but a great, it's a great league. Way. No, I don't feel that way. Um, I just want to ask also, uh, a lot of people do what you just said you did. You got hammered drunk. Yeah. And did edibles. At Why do all of that before you go to something? Well, the if, thing is I had not slept yet. Even worse. 
Yeah. I mean, dude, it's just like. Were you trying to wake yourself up? No, I just didn't. I was fucking, I was 24 years old and just a fucking dipshit. Like, like every time I uh, do mushrooms or something, I just want to go home. It's home time now. It's time to be somewhere where someone's not going to kill me. It was a terrifying experience because I think the person I was sitting beside did not actually exist. (laughs) He was a dude that, if you know the CFL, like, because it's the Grey Cup is like no, it's it's a very weird sporting event because people just go to the Grey Cup, not necessarily <laughs> because their team is in there. Yeah. And if you remember that year, I believe it was twenty fourteen or maybe twenty fifteen. Black Eyed Peas played. No, it was the year Imagine's uh, Dragons made nice. it a little radioactive. Okay, uh, get your Geiger meters or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. The guy sitting beside, so it's a very, it's people, it's like a kind of a, a party thing for a continually aging demographic. Right. But I, yeah. it was quite cold and like for f- two days, everyone was aware they're like different gear from like different parts of Canada. And for two days, because it was quite cold for Vancouver, I'd be like, hey, why'd you have to bring the weather with you? Not getting down. Good time for you. <laughs> like a, a hundred times at least. <laughs> Um, so go to the Grey Cup at the 55 yard line. These are like very good tickets, which I did try to scalp and get shittier tickets. So I was given the tickets and the guy's like, it's not even sold out, man. Like, I'm not. Come on. And then, so the guy sitting beside us, he's like, man, he was, I, yeah, I think he's a figment of my imagination because he was oh the God. biggest, he's the only person I have met that does not live in Saskatchewan that plays CFL fantasy football. <laughs> and he's from, he's from Cincinnati and he was the <laughs> hugest Hamilton. He was like, ah, oh, like, I'm just going to throw out a ref's name. He's like, ah, oh, Murawski's ref. And he's always had it in for Hamilton. <laughs> I, like, I do not know a single referee's name. And he's yeah. just like, yeah, oh you know, I go to Cincinnati. I'm from Cincinnati. I go to Cincinnati games all the time, but I always wear my uh, my Tasker jersey because uh, there's a either a guy in Hamilton named Tasker. Yeah, but it's a yellow jersey, and the Cincinnati their big adversary is of course the Pittsburgh Steelers, which have the same colors as Hamilton. Okay, so people just boom all the time, and he's like, yeah, I'll never take this jersey off. And I'm like, okay, dude, like. <laughs> And people have given me theories that he was just a degenerate gambler because yeah. de- degenerate gamblers gamblers uh, love the CFL. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's a fun thing to gamble. When you're a degenerate gambler, like you'll just gamble yeah. on like anything, <laughs> right? And like, yep, that makes sense. The, C- mean, the CFL is pretty wild with spreads and stuff. It sounds kind of fun to gamble on something that is unpopular to me, honestly. Yeah, that's why I gamble on my career. That's right. <laughs> this guy. Is this thing That's great. That was yeah. What uh, you have gained? Oh, dude, I'm so like I can feel my tits. I can feel. I think you look beautiful. I saw you riding a bike. My first time out of uh, isolation, I was with a couple friends, and I saw you on Granville Island, and I thought you looked wonderful. Oh, why? Thank you. Remember that you stopped on your bike? Yeah. We talked. It's yep. the most socializing I'd done in a while. I was no, very yeah, happy it was to see weird. You. It's very weird when you're like talking to people and you're like, yeah. don't get in my fucking zone, but I like need this. Like, <laughs> this, this human connection, but like keep your fucking distance. Yeah. Yeah. What a fun feeling it is right now to feel unnatural and uh, afraid to hug someone. Oh, yeah. it feels no. great. Oh, I know. I'm a big hug guy. I've barely Same. had any in a long time. Um, Okay, I here's here's a story for you. Love here's it. why I here's um have you ever Alexi, have you ever committed identity fraud? She's more of a shoplifter. 
<laughs> I Were you a teen shoplifting? I was a teen girl shoplifter. I, was, I had a shoplifting ring when I was Did like, it? like Ocean's Eleven style. Figure yeah. out when security is switching over. Like rob we knew the where all the cameras bind. were. Like it was like yeah. it was, and we would like resell the stuff back to like my classmates yeah. in school, oh like hardcore. But I don't think I've ever done identity theft. That's why she's no. a billionaire now. Damn, not I just to be do this for the fun. <laughs> that's a real white girl crime. <laughs> yeah. It is. Never got caught. Yeah. <laughs> um, have, you, have you ever stolen anyone's identity? No. I've stolen an idea. I committed like very blatant identity theft. Why? In and an how? ICBC. ICBC. <laughs> And I told a comedian See? that is a is a kind of essentially a snitch for ICBC is oh, his yeah. job. And I told him to his face, like to kind of rub it in in like a sociopathic uh, serial killer way. I thought you, you meant like me. you wanted to see if they if you're like, are there any leads on me? Like so investigation. Um, I was in this contest where, where I sold my soul to. Uh, ultimately lose. Mm. It was this thing called the Sirius XM Top Comic. Right. Where you, <laughs> what they do is they fly you out to Toronto. Right. But so I had let my license expire mm-hmm. and I had, I, man, this guy goes through wallets like people go through coffees. Uh, gone through a lot of wallets, lose my ID all the time. Not yeah. anymore. Uh, had, had, I, well, I don't have my wallet on me now. To be quite <laughs> honest, I, only, I lost it again. I only have my debit card, but it's in my room, okay. uh, my wallet. <laughs> so I didn't have any ID except a birth certificate and my license uh, was expired. And then like, I knew I had to fly to Toronto. I knew that was a thing that had to happen. And I lived right by an ICBC. So I just kind of go in with the birth certificate and then other ID that wasn't accepted and just kind of like try it out. And they're like, oh no, you need this. This is like, oh, I'll go get that. And then like, see if I could try another person. And then the date was getting closer and closer. And they're like, hey, they're like, we're getting emails like, hey, we're going to book you. No, we, we had to book our own flights and we'd be reimbursed for the flights. And the date's getting closer and closer. And like every day I would like go into the ICBC and be like, oh, uh, like, you know, like, cause you, they take your number, like it's a deli. And then you go on, you're like, nah, Tammy's been rough on me. And then you just, you just walk out and then try again. Cause I live so close. And then eventually like what I did, I saw employee ID can be secondary ID. Yep. So I essentially uh, just made up. I had a, a sticker from my hard hat from a, uh, <laughs> a building company. And then I went online and just Googled employee ID template, took a photo of myself, like did the little drop and drag on a free trial of a program, wow. <laughs> like not even committing to, yeah, yeah. to fraud, put it in the little thing, go to a staples, like ask the, and I said, Oh, I'm in a student film. <laughs> I nice. need this for a student film. Can you help me make this look like oh a great employee ID card? Cut it up, uh, hole punch it, put like a a, th- a lanyard on it because I'm like, oh, this looks more legit. And then I took the sticker off of my hard hat and just put it on the back so it said the company's name twice. Yeah, like try to make it look, and then just like. Why, and like did the whole uh, oh, let me get my wallet <laughs> no I put it on my belt like oh I just gotta take this <laughs> off here yeah. and like and then I was riffing with the lady about like the 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 feeling of walking in to uh, a government institution <laughs> with the intention to knowingly commit fraud and steal the identity of a person you know 
entire self-worth through assets and debt is a negative number and be like, I would like that life again, please. <laughs> Whether I go to jail or not. And then, yeah, got, got the ID. But then you can't like expedite uh, the thing. And I waited too long and I wasn't sure if the ID was going to come in the mail. So four days before the, uh, the contest, I took a Greyhound oh my from God. Vancouver to Toronto. Oh God. And it was, you know. <laughs> so you committed fraud for, for no reason. Yeah, you know, just, well, just for the thrill of it. Uh, <laughs> just for the thrill to commit fraud. So I go, and I was like, if the uh, the prize money was either 20 grand or 25 grand, and I was just either going to move to Toronto and then come back with and get my stuff later. Mm-hmm. Or uh, just buy a car. It was 25 grand. I remember hearing people brag about it. Um, Oh, I wonder who that was. Uh, Me and you know. But Uh, then I, so shit gets, man, we're talking uh, 82 hours. 82 bus hours. God. It's like interstellar. Like where time travels. So it's the reverse of interstellar. You get off the bus and everyone's barely aged and you're like, eyes are sunken in. And, uh, Oh, it was brutal. Wait, so you had to have somebody else's name and everything for the fake ID that you basically, the fake identity. No, I was using it as secondary ID oh, to steal my it. own. What kind of, if uh. you had to have a fake ID and it had to have a different name, what kind of name you think you could get away with? Uh, Latavius Murray. You think you're more of a Colin? A Colin? <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see Latavius. Latavius. Murray? Murray. Murray. There we go. Murray. Murray Latavius. No. I think either Murray? way works. Either form. You just like the name Latavius. I yeah, think. I've never heard that name before. I think you made it up. Well, that's why uh, I think it's ooh, a good that's, fit. <laughs> wow. Sorry to all the Latavius's listening and watching at home. trying to get me canceled on my own goddamn show. <laughs> You're it's the one who committed can- identity fraud. It's not called canceling. Like, again, like just such like a really hard right talking point to like be said by you or whatever but no it's just like holding people accountable and we can have a teaching moment <laughs> i'm just kidding again coronavirus is all liberal bullshit absolutely uh, uh you know and uh I, I i like the old vice you know what i'm saying just, <laughs> i take that back i take that back i'm not putting that i'm not putting, putting that energy out there ricky bobby i'm not trying to put that voodoo on myself ricky bobby uh just gonna make a Talladega Nights so reference to make us like you again. Yeah. <laughs> well, it worked. It worked. Uh, yeah. Anytime you get too close to the line, which historically is uh, Nazi Germany, <laughs> and the, the line is the border of Austria. Um, <laughs> so the thing is, I was actually pretty pumped because I was like, "This story is going to be legendary." It is. Where it's like, get off the bus, like fucking. <laughs> 25 grand like fucking like I was like because they put you on like talk shows and stuff in the morning I'm like oh I got one for you Ashley Uh, I got a tale for you like I was literally giving myself uh, a wet wipe shower in the bathroom of the the Winnipeg airport because that's where the bus gets off which by the way Greyhound if you know in western Canada does not exist anymore it's not an entity so if you thought Greyhound service was great Imagine what it's like when everyone knows their job is over in a month. (laughs) 
But so the security was so lax. This one guy got on in Ontario and just started kicking the back of my seat. Oh, cool. when, I, when I turned around, he just didn't say anything. Wow. And just like dead eyed me and then got off like a stop later. But the, when you get to Winnipeg, they put you through so much security. They like do all the metal check and stuff and like airport security. Cause that's, that's where the guy got on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was just yeah. going to say that. There's that's the guy who that's cut where, off that's where the he other got guy's on. head. And he's out now. And the kid yeah. who got his head cut off, he was listening to Insane Clown Posse. I mean, the guy that decapitated really? him was clearly an Eminem fan. That's was not really? funny, dude. That guy was a father. I'm sorry. Anywho, so- <laughs> I'll make fun of children more often. Um, sorry. <laughs> that one was... I, I apologize. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like washing my like my nether regions in like an airport bathroom, handicapped bathroom. <laughs> just like, this is going to be such a fun thing when I do coding. <laughs> like to talk about <laughs> this moment. But like now I'm aware. It's like once you're in that position, it's like it's not going to work out for you. <laughs> it's oh, like, man. so get there lose and then just get on a bus and go back. (laughs) And the bus ride back is a lot worse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those seats are in a place where you can't really be comfortable enough to sleep at all times. You're kind of leaning forward. And he had a guy kicking him in the back the whole time. Well, no, not a whole time, just for like two hours, but like stuff starts to like blend together. And then, uh, yeah, there was like, I think there was two or three arrests like throughout the whole trip. And then when I got to Medicine Hat, a guy like a beat, this is like an old timey sentence that sounds dated now. I got off a Greyhound bus and talked to a reporter. Reporters (laughs) are not a thing anymore. They're not real. Uh, They're like an aggregate that like just spits out reviews of local restaurants (laughs) that they pay to get uh, click content. But so this guy, he's like a beat reporter. Like he pulls up and he's interviewing people about like, this is the last, uh, like trip this bus is making oh. this like medicine hat trip. And I was like, well, I got a story for you there. <laughs> so I'm in the globe and mail. <laughs> Just outing yourself. Well, no, for a crime. Like, yeah. The con it's a great quote. It's like the contest was for $25,000. Uh, but I lost. So I'm on the bus <laughs> taking the bus back. It's public transit. I'm taking all it all the way back to Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. No, what it's a, I mean, I'm the, I mean, I've had a very hard life, but the problem is like, I'm the person that has done that to me. You know, it's like that meme of the kid with the boot on his head. He's like, put his arm in a, this is what Drew Comedy is describing memes. <laughs> cool. uh, yeah. He's got a, he's got his hand in a boot and he's like trying to make it look like he's someone stepping on his head, but it's. Yourself. Wait, this this is the contest where you bear maced yourself for yeah. the videos leading up to it. Yeah, that's true. Because it was like you had to uh, you had to get people to vote for you, mm-hmm. and I know like what is like people would like post clips of their stand up and you'd see the engagement and stuff. And I was yeah. I would try and put different stuff out on every platform. And the toughest was to learn about Instagram because like how I'd never really used that before. So try and do different things on everything. So like, yeah, the third, but I, I will say I'm not like a complete hack and that it was the punchline to a joke yeah. for like a web series I was working on and then was asked to leave. And uh, so essentially the joke was like, 
like a very dumb person being like, yeah, you put on sunscreen to keep the sun away. You put on bug screen to keep the bugs away. You put on bear spray to keep the bears away. And then a uh, bear mace myself. And you can hear the fear in my voice as I'm about to do it. And I really pushed out right away. Like it just goes down. Like I never really get it too much in the face other than it like blowing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I covered my testicles in uh, two grocery bags and put on shorts. I wouldn't say you pushed out then. I also don't think anyone's calling you a hack for that, by the way. Ah, oh, Ryan Williams. That's all he did. Um, that's all. That's Talk about that. commitment or lack thereof. Well, so, were you just dying for hours after you did that? Oh, it feels like your skin is bubbling off your body is the best way to describe it. <laughs> ah. Isn't it like a syrup? Like it sticks to you? Yeah, it's quite hard to get off. It's so painful. Oh my God. And then the, the video I put out the next day was like me showing my mom because I had went home for like a week to do a, a road show. And the only, there was like when certain <laughs> things like get enough views, like it starts getting shared and you have no idea who these people are on Facebook. And the only comment that bugged me was like a lady being like wow like because I was rolling around in a bush near and it's like that's a great way to get ticks and I was like oh fuck <laughs> like that's what concerned me more like Lyme disease is a very serious issue we don't talk about it enough in this country uh, that's what got me but yeah I would just pour like cream on myself because people say that and like yeah it takes and it hurt your skin is hot after oh. like about an hour after I had a childhood friend who got mugged and they bear maced him in the face. Well, I've been bear maced twice before. Like it wasn't my first rodeo, baby. It's got, a right of, of a taste for it. Actually, a rite of passage in cantaloupes is take mushrooms and get bear maced at a carnival. <laughs> <laughs> least, least how I grew up. That's fucking insane. probably John, whose last name I won't say who uh, I think uh, did his PhD at Oxford. I don't think he was getting maced at the carnival. Probably but not. A lot of other people were. <laughs> It's part Maybe of the show. Cambridge. I don't know. One of the fancy uh, yeah. British universities John went to. Wow. See, you should have won just based for, based on that. Well, no, yeah. I would take out the entire integrity of the contest. <laughs> like, that's not, but I will, I will say that. And then that night too, uh, a comic who will remain unnamed gave me like a powerful edible, kind of knowing I can't handle edibles. And then I'm like super fucked up at comedy bar. And this one comic was giving me like the weirdest vibes. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is in my head. And I just like left. But like history has shown that that, that vibe meter was correct. And there should be a recount. Uh, we should redo the 2018 uh, Sirius XM top comic. I think so. Yeah. Dan's laughing. He knows what I'm talking I'll about. I'll vote for you. He knows what I'm talking about. But anyways, and then I go home and I'm at the Sutton place and I'm so fucked up and I ordered the most expensive Domino's order I ever ordered in wow, my life. Wow, what was in it? And how much was it? Well, I just kept adding toppings yeah. <laughs> to the pizza and then wings and, and cheesy bread and it was like 80, but the long story short is like it was like an over $80 wow. order and it's in the Sutton place that's where they put you up mm -hmm. and then the guy comes up and I just have like $100 and then I'm like, just so fucked up. And I'm like, do you have a five? And he's like, oh, no, sorry. I was like, do you have a 10? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, give me the 10, please. And his look of disgust. And I was so fucked up. I was like, what's this asshole's problem? <laughs> so I, I was staying in the fancy downtown Toronto hotel and tipped $3 on an $87 <laughs> order. Like, I felt like a legit piece of shit, man. Like, and you know how the pizza tracker, like, tells you who delivered your pizza? Like, I think I need to go and find that man and give him, uh, I don't know, 10 more bucks, I guess. <laughs> the most shocking part about that is that you had a $100 bill. Well... 
This part I'm less proud of, but I had, let's just say I had all cash for some reason, which was a weird, uh, weird reason. No, it's not a cool, it's not a cool thing. It's not a cool thing. Look, legally, I didn't have a bank account at that time. <laughs> which has nothing to do with the identity fraud I just did. No, it does. Well, it, I mean, in a roundabout way, yes. A person that has to commit identity fraud on themselves to just get identification. And I was riffing with the lady too. It's like, yeah, you know, I was actually looking into this, like people that like end up on the streets and stuff. It's actually really hard for them to go like get ID and like do certain things. And like, let's say like their bank account gets taken away because like it was like auto, it was uh, over withdrawn for a month. And then you just put a, a, your debit card in one day and it just doesn't come out and it says, call this number. Oh my God. And then you need to get like a new bank account, but you don't have any ID. It's like a really tough process. Anyways, that's why I feel bad for these people that are on the streets. Not me, because I have this employee ID right here. Anyways, thank you. (laughs) By the way, the person's job who has to answer the call of the person whose debit card just got eaten, that's a bad job. Yeah. Oh, because no one's one's happy. Hey, a little mix up, I think. (laughs) (laughs) My dog is sick. I used to work at a sports betting website and people would only call my position if they're furious. And oftentimes it would be like, listen, I know I just lost all my money in American college football, but I do need to pay child support somehow. So why don't you refund me? And I'd be like, I can't. Oh, damn. Oh, no. <laughs> that was majority of the calls. A lot of child support. Yeah. Damn. A lot of kids. Yeah. Hey, they're just trying to win baby a new fucking <laughs> get them a goddamn one of them new horses you like, Steven. <laughs> Daddy's gonna win big. USC's gonna cover the spread. Oh no, it's a Pac-12 after midnight game. <laughs> These games historically are all over the fucking place. You never know what's gonna happen. That's a deep cut. Love it. I like it's funny because <laughs> so many of your stories are where you're like yeah, this bad thing happened to me, but ultimately it was my fault. Much like you're moving on the bus story. Why did that happen? Oh, I had a complete, I don't talk about this on stage. I had a complete mental breakdown. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to like live in the woods. <laughs> then I was like, and then it's like, you have to, I had to like leave where I was like on two days. And I'm like, oh, I've, yeah, well, I'll tell well, you, you brought up the place that I moved into was fucked, man. Like the one dude who moved in at the same time has been pointed out by a comedian. Don't mention what gang he's in because oh, it's the God. one that won the war. So oh, there's God. And he was, I was like, oh, this guy is like an ex, like he's out, but he, he was not out on probation. He was like in that when you get arrested and you make bail. So he was waiting to go to court oh, on no. gun charges. Holy shit. And I was like a chubby boy at the time. So this guy was like stealing food and it was all getting blamed on me because I was like, and it was the first place I lived in that wasn't on campus at UBC. So I was like, you know, a very, so I all see this again, ultimately my fault at Craigslist ad, all capital letters. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is all you need to know. The like, guy said like, he was like LGBTQ and I'm like, I'm not a bigot, but like the guy just kind of like wanted, like he was taking in underprivileged people and like expect, expecting to get sucked off. Cause like I heard like, <laughs> them fucking getting in an argument one time and the, the gun charge guy is just screaming. He's like, he's like, you think you're a, but you say you're a fucking good person, Larry, until that no one will suck your dick. And then you turn into a vindictive piece of shit. <laughs> and, 
And then I'm just like, uh, I gotta go to class. <laughs> like, excuse me. And then what though? There was a guy in that fucking living place who had moved out, but he got caught in a rental scam. So then he just moved back into the garage. Oh my God. And he had uh, hepatitis, stomach cancer, and was addicted to crack. As Dylan Wolf, uh, comedian Dylan Williams, Williamson said, it was like a race to see which one would get him first. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and he would go absolutely ape shit all the time. Like he would just watch TV like on crack and he would just start screaming. Oh, he was no. like, it was like just a thing on tourism in like a Caribbean uh, country and yeah. all the people that like come to ask for like money from the, when you go by on the trucks and he's like, to no one, to no one. Like I'm in my room so I can hear this. He's like, if they, if they come up to me, I want to call them to fuck <laughs> And then him and the gun charge guy one time, because I was like, oh man, it was the worst, like the worst living environment, like after you have a full on mental breakdown. So, and then also I'm not very good at therapy. I'm doing good in life because I was, this is a true story. I was ghosted by my childhood therapist. Oh, wow. Because I remember, and I have a theory as to why, like, because they would just ask you like weird like questions and like just get you to talk or whatever. Mm. And I was like, yeah, like in my, now looking back, I was like the next Elon Musk. I was like, yeah, I'm going to like invent a technology because mercury is a metal <laughs> and robots are metal and mercury is a liquid and blood is a liquid. So I will put computers in mercury and it will go through people's bodies and fix their diseases. And this guy was probably like, Oh, this kid's going to break open thermometers and stab people in the <laughs> neck and be like, I fixed you. <laughs> You're like, what time we went to an appointment and he just like, we saw him, my, my mom, my poor therapist, mom, my poor mother. Yeah. He's just like behind the blinds. Like yeah. we're calling the phone. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. And I've never, be, I've never, like, before you're like, uh, what did you say? I was like, never heard an animal, never did, like, it wasn't even a bedwetter, like, none of the serial killer signs with this guy. Cause one day I did show up and I had shit my pants at school and then washed it in the sink at the elementary school. And then, like, was like, well, everyone's gonna know, like, something happened. So I'll trick them, I'll turn it to the front. But in case there's any residual smell, I'll, like, just rub deodorant all over my crotch and just pull my shirt down the whole time. And then uh, that was also the day I told him about the mercury, like as I'm pulling my shirt over my like uh, slightly soiled front crotch gym shorts that were covered in deodorant. And this guy was like, I just, I mean, and to think not to get crazy, not to get dark, but think of the, the type of stuff that a child, a child therapist would hear the really horrific, <laughs> sad, soul crushing stuff. And he, me, he was like, nah, <laughs> fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> this guy's a loser. Like if I, if that guy found out, like I took a bus across Toronto after I stole my own identity, he was like, he's doing better than I thought. <laughs> I asked you about moving on the bus. All the things you just told me. Are so crazy and still don't a- explain why you moved on the bus. Why couldn't I say it in the setup of the joke? <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking guy. Sorry, I apologize. I was rude. But yeah, I literally said didn't have any money at the time. Had a UBC like bus pass. Didn't have money to rent a car. And all of my buddies who I had, all of my friend group played football and I tore my ACL. So I was, uh, I'd left the UBC football team and they were all in training camp. So I n- knew no one to like borrow a car off of. Oh, okay. I like the, you shitting yourself and then turning your pants on backwards and rubbing deodorant on your junk story. 
at the end of that setup. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, did any kids have any questions for you about it? They were already, they, I was already the weird kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like part of the course, you know? That's why I was very lucky. I moved at the age 12, like, to Kamloops and, like, did, like, a week of the weird kid. Like, I was really into, like, hip-hop and stuff. And uh, the city I lived in, Cranbrook, didn't have skateboard culture because the roads were all fucked up. Like, they were really shitty roads. Yeah. And then mo- in the, like, early 2000s, late 90s, like, obviously, like, skateboard culture was, like, the de facto thing, I think, in a mm-hmm. lot of places, like, RDS and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't know that. So, like, Footwalker was the coolest place. So, I was essentially showing up to school with, minus the blonde hair, but, like, with a backwards Nike visor, a, like, super baggy basketball shorts. And, it was, like, first day at school kids were like look at this fucking loser and I'm like okay I'm changing immediately this person is dead this I've never liked rap ever like immediately and then but then the on that like the next week 9-11 happened so no one was my uh, no one was like talking about that stuff they got over it real quick yeah so yeah if your kid's having a rough go of it just move and he can reinvent himself yeah it's a plot of several movies that I grew up on I think wow (laughs) where were you for 9-11 Oh, kids thought I did it. I was a gothy teenager. There was rumors that I was going to do that because April 20th is my birthday. And it's also, oh no, I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm thinking of Columbine. No. <laughs> we had two drinks before we came here. I'm very sorry. Columbine. We were talking about Columbine before we got Remember here. Remember wow. when Marilyn yeah. Manson used to be scary? <laughs> I like the onion did this thing about him going door to door, scaring people. He's resorted to it. Oh my God. <laughs> I just love the whole like bowling for Columbine where they had him on and he's just like, yeah, I just like listened to the kids that just like needed help. Yeah. They, those kids were scumbags too. Like true sociopaths. Right. Yeah. And also they were Rammstein fans. Okay. Diff- that's true? different. Yeah. They didn't like it. Damn. Music, yeah. That's what we like with uh cancel culture and stuff. Like there's certain music like it's not, you can't throw on the remix to ignition at a party without people being like, hmm, the fuck's wrong with you? I'm making a statement. <laughs> but there's quite a few, uh, like in heavy metal, like no one really knows like with that stuff. Like you'll just see people rocking like a Burtsome shirt. Oh yeah. And that guy's like, yeah. he makes front facing uh, Nazi videos, like just yeah. driving around France. Like he's a, a YouTube, like the most European thing ever. This guy murdered his bass player and then allegedly like, bur- like convicted of burning down churches and killing gay people and killing gay people. And then gets like four years or whatever in Scandinavian jail. And they're like, yeah, he has reinvented himself. He is a good guy now. And, and he oh has done in, cause there was a movie about it, about that music scene, the mm-hmm. black metal scene in Sweden. And he was like, it's made by Jews. Bad. <laughs> He also was like, and they made me look like a pussy. Mm-mm. Like he was mad. They made him look softer than he was. Yeah. Oh my God. But he just drives around France, like making videos and stuff. <laughs> You'll just see like really like, in, like, yeah, he's not sorry. Yeah. Like really fucked up stuff. Like gotta keep like, yeah. Like basically not, not even neo-Nazi, like yeah. fucking retro Nazi stuff. Yeah, he's into that. <laughs> and you'll just see people wearing that shirt and not like, if you saw someone wear like an R Kelly shirt, like there'd be a confrontation. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It'd be like, why are you doing, you, you would think there'd be our ulterior motives. And it's very, I look up a lot of bands that I grew up because a lot of them have become like anti-immigration, like a lot of, uh, a lot of metal bands. And there's a band I really liked, uh, Rotting Christ, which was from Greece. <laughs> and then, 
the, all that Golden Dawn stuff. They were like the OGs of r- the re-rise of fascism. And I looked it up and they're actually like super liberal. And then I was like, well, thank God I can trust rotting Christ. Finally, you can wear your rotting Christ t-shirt out With again. Pride. But put the R. Kelly one away. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ryan. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. This is cheaper than therapy. <laughs> this is a blast. Hope you got some answers. Um... <laughs> Thank you for telling us that bus story. That was amazing. Yeah. I think you look great. I'm serious. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate it. It's really lovely to see you. I am going away for a long time, so it's nice to see you before we uh, before I go away. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I genuinely, I appreciate this. I believe on passing on compliments. The three, uh, there was a bunch of us uh, at a restaurant called Side Hustle Sandwich. Love it. Oh. And uh, yeah, we were just talking about like, yeah, you're very, you're like, you're, you're concerningly nice for a person <laughs> yeah. in a position of power and also essentially a rock star. And you treat people like you're a small business owner that relies <laughs> on that person's business. Ah. So you're a very kind person. I don't I rely like on any, I love you very much. I don't rely anyone's business but uh just just i love uh hanging out and you're a really sweet funny dude so i love hanging out with you so thanks, thanks for coming on shout out side hustle sandwiches i've ruined many of my weekends there yes okay I, yeah i just get the sandwich just get the sandwich and leave that's probably better okay <laughs> thank you